from the YBA Phoenix Fitness 24-7 Basketball Facility in Rockland, California. It's About That Life Podcast with your host, Coach C. Collins and Coach MJ. It's starting. Three, two, one. Let's go. Hey, I'm Coach C. Collins. Coach MJ, GGT. And welcome to About That Life Podcast where we talk a little bit of basketball, life, and everything in between. Obviously, uh, for those tuning in, we appreciate you as always. Um, been getting big support. Uh, every episode, we just keep pushing, trying to make it happen. We're on uh, episode 28, right? Um, it's been a been a mm-hmm. good journey so far. Uh, again, for those who are uh, 90% of you guys are probably uh, checking us out on YouTube but not subscribed. So if you can, hit that subscribe button. One small click for you is a big help for us. Uh, it's much appreciated. Definitely on the audio side, we keep growing. So definitely appreciate that and then a quick shout out to our sponsors real quick uh dr dish best shooting machine on the market you know check them out tell them about that life sent you and uh they'll hook you up with a a cool little discount i know they got a few discounts right now the home uh version being the biggest seller right now also if you're looking for good tournaments in the rockland area step over to courtside basketball or hardwood palace they'll definitely have uh, some good events for you they have rec leagues aau all those type of things so please feel free to check them out whenever you get a chance. So with all that being said, let's get into the show and talk to our guests. So uh, we have a good guest. Well, we've had a lot of good guests, but this guest, uh, he definitely um, has an incredible basketball resume on top of um, he is truly living on the, the, the showcase side of AAU and really understanding how it works inside and out working on the administrative side. Uh, Lo, you can correct me if I'm wrong on anything because I'm going to yeah. read your resume out, but you correct me if I'm wrong on anything. Um, but, no, he uh, he knows the games, played the game, uh, rub elbows with some NBA legends, some NBA greats, as we're going to get into that more and more. I've personally myself known him uh, for a while, kind of off and on. Just We've just known each other through passing but never really had too many times where we actually sat down and talked. But um, it's it's actually uh, really cool to have him here. Uh, his daughter is currently, you know, uh, participating in our club. So we appreciate that as well. Uh, without further ado, let me uh, correct me if I say that. I don't want to say your name wrong, Lo, but uh, Lauren Leaf, right? Yep. Lauren Leaf. All right. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. For you guys, uh, let me give you a quick rundown of who he is. I'm just going to speak about uh, mainly your uh, college stuff. Right. Because you're basically a Sac State legend at this point. Right. So um, and that's when I met you. Uh, Lowe played at uh, Sac State. Um, right. He's uh, all time leader in career points. Uh, nice. One thousand four hundred eighty nine. Um, he uh, you had five hundred twenty six in a single season. Correct. And then uh, made eight three pointers in your I think it was eight or nine in your uh, highest scoring. It was nine. Yeah. In his highest scoring. So he. You were inducted in the Sac State Men's Basketball Hall of Fame uh, in 2016. Um, you had 41 points, right, in the school's record, single game record, correct? Yeah. Uh, they beat out uh, Jamil Pugh, right? Yeah. yeah. My cousin, shout out to Jamil. Yeah, I know. Um, I, I met Jamil a few times uh, back, back in the day because I think me and him are closer around the same age. So I'm a little older than you. Yeah, I know, yeah. uh, but he was a uh, bouncy as shit. Yeah. <laughs> Man could dunk. Yeah. And then um, it uh, – Going off a couple of quotes that you said, you know, um, say one that I saw on LinkedIn, it said, upon finishing my basketball playing career, 
I cannot see myself stepping away from the game completely. I accepted a role with the Oakland Soldiers, a nonprofit organization to help expose youth to the essential educational athletic disciplines necessary to become a productive student athlete. This all sound pretty accurate, pretty correct. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, I did want to talk to you a little bit about the pre Sac State stuff, like your high school, your AAU. Wanted you to talk briefly about that history, if you. Okay. Um, I grew up in Oakland and in LA. Uh, my mom was from Sabrina Park. Uh, my dad was from South Central Los Angeles. And uh, I was back and forth my whole life. So I went to uh, 15 different schools growing uh, up. Wow. You know? um, family on both sides. Mom, whole family is in Oakland. Dad, whole family was in LA. And uh, like I said, 15 different schools. Um, I graduated from high school in LA. So after doing ninth grade year, in Oakland, um, at Bishop Odell, mm -hmm. and I finished in L.A. Um, so, yeah, AAU-wise, I grew up playing in the Soldier Program. Um, my uncle, Mark Olivier, he was uh, running a program. Another brother, Calvin Andrews, started the program. My dad was coaching in the program. So no matter where I was, I was always coming back and playing for the Soldiers. And at that time, um, we only had three three teams, and it was all high school teams. Right. You know? Um, before that, uh, I played for Mr. Payton, um, the rec centers in Oakland, um, rec centers in L.A., YMCA's, all that, uh, but mostly at the park, you know, against older dudes, and uh, that's how I kind of sharpened my game. You yeah. Know, you had to, certain neighborhoods, you had to fight. It wasn't no moms, no dads. It wasn't no structure. It was like go out there and, and play. You got to be tough. And that's good you bring that up because we talked about that last episode with uh, Shake Cotton. Oh, yeah, we're talking, man. Yeah, yeah, we were talking about um, the cult, the streetball culture, how much yeah. it's different now than it, it was back then. It ain't none. Yeah. It ain't no streetball <laughs> culture. You and, it, well, the, well, we were laughing about it because the streetball culture now is all, um, you know, a lot of YouTube videos, yeah, yeah, a lot yeah, of, you know, it's more show now, right? I, and I hate to say it, it, some of them dudes I'm seeing and, and, and the look of them, yeah. you know what I mean? They, they couldn't come to my <laughs> Straight up. Exactly. You even on the court. You might get your hands put on you. Right. You walking, what are you doing over here? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, I've, that's exactly yeah. what we brought up. So that's that's just a, kind of a strange thing, but it's a, just, I mean, hey, times change, things change. It is yeah. what it is. You know, in, in AAU too, in high school, that's when, High school, that's when it got kind of crazy for me. Um, mm -hmm. You know, being one of the top middle schoolers, you know, and then high schools, it was like, yo, we want you to come to this high school, that high school, you know. Uh, I was fortunate to go to high school for free at the time. You know, at the time I was um, in Oakland, my home school was Castlemont. Nice. On 96 and Sunnyside. And, you know, um, the coach at Bishop died at the time told my mom, like, hey, bring him up here. We'll take care of him. It's, you know, I want to say I would have been the, I think it was the third freshman ever to play varsity up there. Wow, you know nice. what I'm saying? It was uh, Derek Lambeth, Johnny Bryan, and then it been myself. So, wow. you know, um, yeah, so it was cool. Um, but then, like I said, AAU was always the soldiers. I was the home team, but played on A squad, pump and run, um, spirit. Uh, it, it was a couple of them. Yeah. My, it's funny. My, well, like I said, my time, uh, the Oakland Rebels was my home team. Okay. That was, that was my home team during that time. And then uh, the the soldiers, kind of when I got out of high school, that's when I started really hearing a big buzz about them. Well, well, you know, we we started in '91. Really? Yeah, we started in '91. Wow. First team was Chauncey Billups. Wow, you know? well, I didn't know that. But what it was is they were the first people to take the team and kind of like go play on the main stage. Yeah, in the state. You know, um, 
Eddie House came in, you know, a couple guys. Because what class are you? Oh, oh, one. Oh, one. So, yeah, mm-hmm. we had Drew Gooden. Yeah. Well, you, you know, um, so, yeah. So, yeah, we've been around since, yeah. you know, 91. Wow. So. Well, you guys have definitely yeah. evolved. I think, I think a lot of people in 2000 is when LeBron came. Yeah, that's that's, that's when, when I heard. Yeah. Because yeah. I was graduated by then, but I had heard yeah. the rumble. Because, you know, during my time was Leon Poe. That's he when was, he, he was, was it. Was You're right. Like, and, that, and I kept hearing. It was him and then LeBron. You know, the I was hearing about Shea the Ken Shea. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, and that was me and Shea are the same class. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So that's when I was hearing about this kid. And I was yeah. like, who's this LeBron James? Yeah, and yeah. Fast forward. We're, <laughs> he's pretty big. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I um, to, What's your overall experience in terms of, well, I always lead with this question for any guests here because obviously we're mainly talking about AAU and trying to reflect on that. Um, you know, your experience with AAU now being on kind of you know, a coach slash administrative side, you know, you, you have a very unique perspective like myself. Um, what are some of the good, the bad, you know, what do you, what is your overall with the, how you see AU basketball? Well, I mean, it's changed and the shoe companies just really got involved and really took it to a whole nother level, mm-hmm. you know, um, good and bad. Um, the bad thing is also the good thing, you know, they made it, a business, yes, and it's giving these kids and these student athletes a business mindset. I mean, once after sixth grade, I mean, it's kind of it's for real. You yeah, know, you got your social media, you can judge off through social media. You mm-hmm. know, we didn't have all that growing up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but you know, me being in the VP role and and seeing the the worst thing for me is when I see a lot of you know, no disrespect um, to the independent teams or the mom and pop teams is they'll have a kid. And they'll try to keep the kid and hold on to the kid, knowing damn well I can open up way many doors. And if you're really about the kid, then you're supposed to allow that kid to go and do that. Absolutely. You know, a lot of these these guys, they're scared to lose that relationship. And my whole thing is if the relationship was pure and genuine, you're never going to lose it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, True. Had a lot of kids that, you know, um, for instance, I had a kid um, out of San Diego uh, named Boogie Ellis. And mm. he was playing for the uh, – San Diego All-Stars. Yeah, San Diego All-Stars. I played for San Diego. I'm from San Diego. Okay. uh, Played with San Diego Mm All-Stars, right? I'm in Vegas. Um, This kid, I'm hearing about this kid. He's scoring 30 a game, 40 a game. So I'm like, I'm going to go watch this kid play. Mm -hmm. So it was like a Saturday morning at 8 a.m. I walk in the gym. It's literally about 13 people in the gym. The kid had 45. Wow. So I go up to him. I say, yeah, you have forty five, but the people down the strip don't even ain't even heard of. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You gonna do this thing with me? I'm gonna change your whole life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He left, came play for me. Signed with Duke, coming mm-hmm. out. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? When I got him, he got Eastern Washington. No disrespect, to Eastern Washington, mm-hmm. Eastern Washington, Fullerton. Yeah. Came and did that on the biggest stage in the biggest platform with the right jersey on, yeah. and, he, and he blew up. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I kind of wanna. It's crazy, just. I mean, shoot, it's called About That Life. And it's yeah. crazy that you said because, like, I know Bookie. I know his trainer. and oh, one of the, yeah, yeah, that's my boy. We grew up together. And it's funny that you said that because I have a kid, you know, MJ. Yeah. At San Jose State, you know, you know, and, and, and you know, he plays with Rampage. And w- when I was talking to Vince, that was one of the things he told me because, you know, about Boogie where when he – because he played with Coach Marshawn with San Diego yeah. All-Stars. And Vince – and this is coming from a trainer, you know, because I'm yeah. a trainer, you yeah. know. And, and I was asking him, you know, like, what – so – like, what does it take? Like, what what was the final decision? And Vince was the one who told, who had to tell Boogie, like, bro, 
This is about your future. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You trying to make it to the league? You trying, you know what I'm saying? And and, and that was really, you know what I'm saying? Because, of course, at the end of like, you know, he was with San Diego All-Star since he was young. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like you said, you know, if it's really about the kid trying to make it to the next level. Of course, as a trainer, you would, you know, of course, he's telling them, like, that's that's what yeah. it takes. That's what we was doing all this yeah, work for. Yeah, yeah. So that's crazy just yeah. to hear that from your side of yeah. it where I'm like, oh, And, and, okay. and it's crazy because it opened up Vince's eyes, too, because yeah. Vince traveled with us. And he yeah. got to see. Us, yeah. we're filming our TV show with Uninterrupted. Yeah. We're, we're playing yeah. in front of 250 college coaches. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, Boogie would probably was probably was the highest recruit to come out of San Diego. Yes, since like Chase Budinger. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yep. You know, yep. I don't think anybody from Dago ever signed with Duke. Nope. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Even though he ended up going to yeah, Memphis yeah. and now USC, USC, but yeah. to sign with Duke. Right, yes. I mean, like, from San Diego too. Because it's always exactly. LA. San Diego's exactly. always been trying to chase <laughs> LA. But you know what's crazy is I I have a San Diego chapter. I got really? Yeah. Soldiers. Yeah. Okay. So um, okay. Yeah, San we're gonna Diego. talk about that more. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know too. that. San right. Diego has a. Uh, well, I wait for that. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're yeah we're gonna okay, talk yeah, about yeah, all this. So, yeah. no, that's Let's great go. perspective. I'm I'm glad you guys um uh, mentioned all that because that's kind of the. You know, that's the stuff mm-hmm. me, me and you understand that and know that because obviously I deal with it here on the YBA side, not on your stage, but, you know, clearly yeah. I try to push kids and help them as well. I mean, no disrespect to YBA, my daughter's playing football. Well, yeah, but but there, there's tears to this shit. Yeah, you know, yeah, I think no, exactly, we're, exactly. if I had to put it here, I think I've mentioned this before, but what that's what I've mentioned when I've mentioned the soldiers because I have relationships with a lot of those guys, you know, Marshall and Benny yeah, and all yeah, those. Yeah. My, my son goes and trains out there, right? But, um, you know, I say like we're YBA is Sac State. You know, Chico. You guys are Kentucky, Duke. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's just and, and and it's funny that you said that because it's like I get a lot of calls about hell this kid, this kid over mm-hmm. here. Go check him out. You know, so I can go recruit him to play for us, and I can go. And I heard Calipari say this. I like that kid. I just don't like him for Kentucky, but I like him for like a Western Kentucky. Right. I like right. I like that kid. I mean. Chris, you should go check him out for YBA. Yeah. I just know he mm-hmm. can't be on this level. Right. And it's no disrespect to that level because right. y'all sending people too. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's like we realistic. I know what we're going yeah. up against. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So And you have to yeah. be realistic. And that's that's yeah. the biggest thing I try to tell parents. And that's part of why I even decided to create this show because I wanted to create a platform where mm-hmm. we could speak freely exactly. and really tell parents and people who think they know, like, there really is tears to this shit. Levels, levels. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, again, again, I did a show where I talked to analytics. Seven percent of high school athletes get to play college. Only seven percent. How many? How many of that seven is D one? One point two or yeah, one point? Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I try to get. I did it a whole episode where I put the numbers out there because yeah. I'm like, listen. You know, one, one quote I always say to the kids, I call it fighting for seven. That's what I call it. Hashtag fighting for seven. I said, you are fighting to be the 7%. Yeah. That's from Juco all the way up. Yeah. That's just not a lot of, that's not a lot of wiggle room. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah, parents yeah. with this misconception of every kid can play D1 or every kid is, they, you know, they just they, don't. They don't even have the dedication. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. Regardless of, it's, what, 300 some division ones. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's just the whole thing that these coaches' jobs are on the line. So, they're having the business approach, so they make you have a business approach. I mean, from 6 a.m. study halls and weights and conditioning and class and practice, study hall again, the team meal, and film. I mean, it's crazy. Exactly. Right? So if, you don't, if you're not ready for that, yep. don't even, yeah. Right. So, I mean, I wanted to speak a little bit about, because like I said, I alluded to it earlier, me and you've known each other a long time uh, in terms of in the hoop culture. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, I got circle back to uh, – 
when we played in the West Sac League. <laughs> when we were, we were, remember that oh, back in the day yeah. so with Carson okay. and those guys and Ashley yeah, and man, all them. And you know what's crazy about that? And, and shout out to them dudes. So I met all them dudes at 24 Hour Fit. Yeah, that's what right? I was going to talk about. And they was coming at me like, yo, this league is this, this league yeah, is that. Yeah. Right. But you got to understand, I played this game and cashed a check right. playing this game. Right. That means you're a professional. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I went there and I forgot who was I laughing about it with. Was Dice on the team? It yeah. was somebody. I had 40 in the first game. Then, then I was just like, "Yo, I'm telling you, this is the difference of motherfuckers that just come and play it for mm-hmm. fun, and somebody who played it at a yeah. high level mm-hmm. and the comeback." And I'm not where I was at that high level, right. you know what I mean? But it's just like it's like riding a bike. And I rem- and, and I remember that game because that was that was the first time me and Lo like met or I got a chance because Carson, yeah. I was gone out of town. I was playing in uh, uh, Chicago at that time, mm-hmm. and they were that's when they were telling me about you. They're like, "Dude, this is." kid named low like he's a bucket like he's nice mm-hmm. i said okay cool like you know because yeah. i was in town just trying to get in shape and stay in yeah, shape i said yeah. let's do it and uh yeah i he dropped 40 i had uh 29 that we both had that in the same game i mean that was my first time playing with him and watching him play yeah. and then that's why i was going to talk to also about fulton like the the back in the day fulton 24 hour was like it was jumping yeah man yeah. and we used to have epic battles i mean yeah. saturday mornings and stuff like yeah, i know yeah. i went at low uh a few times he and he damn sure went at me and he kicked my ass a few <laughs> times <laughs> I, I, I felt like i felt like this me being a a, a division one college basketball player i felt like when you go to these open gyms yeah. mm-hmm. you gotta kill yeah, but with me, I just step on the floor. I'm gonna kill whoever. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck with my grandmother. Mm-hmm. Her old ass shouldn't be on the floor. Right, and that was my mentality. <laughs> yeah. yep. And my whole thing was, you know, I felt like when my teammates say they would go there, if they let anybody in there get the best of them, mm-hmm. I'm on their ass because it's like, bro, they now they think they could play with. Yep. You know what right. I'm saying? So yep. anytime. So yep. that's why. But I also too up there at 24 hour fitness, I used to be like, nigga, I'm not just killing y'all. Yeah, here they go some tickets. Come right. watch me kill these other <laughs> like, You know, I let that confidence scoring back in back. Like, I ain't just giving y'all. Up to 10, yeah. 10 right. points. I'm yeah. giving 30s out too, yeah. so y'all can come see all this. And it I was, it was, no, it was, it was amazing watching him play. I just wanted to bring that up and I, reminisce. I kind of want to jump in before, yeah, you know, before ahead. we get into the stuff. Um, you know, because like I said, like, like Chris and like I'm new to the whole AU stuff, you know what I'm saying? And um, like I said, I'm from San Diego and I moved out here three years ago. How more when it comes to the training side and what I always like to do whenever we have guests, you know what I'm saying, especially who have a, who've played, who have that background, is what was and just listening to your resume what was your what was the routine what was in just listening to your mindset like i'm already loving it because a lot of my kids that i work with listen to this show is what does it take right for you for for what you did at sac state and you played overseas afterwards I did, I did, right uh, and then you j- and okay and okay then, okay uh the um, camp with uh the boston Celtics. oh, the oh wow okay okay and then of course you're around elite athletes you know with the oakland soldiers what type of dedication or for you what was it that you did through the years from you from high school to sac state to overseas you know i played four years in southeast asia but of course that made me realize you know what i'm saying like damn they're levels yeah, yeah. you know what i'm saying well well with me man i didn't need anybody standing over me mm-hmm. and i never gave myself an excuse mm-hmm. you know, i can remember one time um I was, it was the soldiers, matter of fact. I was mm-hmm. in, the, in the ninth grade and I was playing up, you know what I mean? And 
And, you know, all the guys that was on that team, you know what I mean, it was crazy. Yeah. And I played like two minutes. I'm the only freshman over there. Yeah. Yeah. Me and uh, maybe uh, DeMarcus Nelson. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to remember so so long ago. I only played like a couple minutes. This is my uncle's a coach. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? My yeah. dad's a coach. I remember 14 years old going to the house crying as I'm working out. So I ain't y'all tripping up. Right. I'm crying, but I'm working out. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna yeah. do this. And I remember one time I was like in the fifth fifth grade, and I remember my this stuck with me when my dad told me. He told me to drop a lot of gems. I'm like, man, the coach tripping, man. I'm better than the dude. He ain't playing me. And he looked me in my eye. And he was like, I ain't never met a coach who didn't want to win. So yeah. if you feel like you can mm-hmm. help him win, you would be playing over. Yep. So go get better. Yeah, like you know what I'm saying, and it was just like Smart I ain't man. made no excuses for myself. Yeah, so my whole thing is I'm a killer. I don't give a fuck who's on the court. I don't care who it is, how big, how small. Like I'm, I'm gonna kill you. Like, and it's just a mentality. Yeah, you know what I mean. A lot of the guys work out with the trainers and all. We mm-hmm. didn't have that back then. Yeah, no, we didn't. My not. trainers was we go get a friend. We gonna play one on one full court. Yeah, mm-hmm. then we gonna go be at the court all day every day. And, yeah. and and when the old dudes come, I'm gonna prove I'm supposed to be yeah. on here. And yeah, yeah, nah, you just got to be a killer about it. Yep, that's yeah. nice. Well, like like you said, you've you've done it in SAC, you've done it in the Bay, you've done it in LA. You've seen all different aspects of basketball culture. Uh, uh, very similar similar to uh my own journey and mark's journey um what knowing with all that knowledge the culture the the basketball culture and everything accumulated today um how do you how do you how has that helped you in your role today well my it is i played the game so it's like you can't tell me nothing mm-hmm. you can't tell me you can't wake up and put that extra work in. Yep. I, I did it you know what I mean? It's not like I'm sitting there asking you to do something I didn't do. Mm-hmm. And then also, I'll roll it out if you want to. You want to get that? You want <laughs> right. to? You know what I'm saying? I got yes, to give a shout out to my point guard. <laughs> Last time we won a national championship, uh, James Akinjo. James, James. that Baylor right now. Mm. You know, funny enough, I played against his dad. Yeah, I, I, I played CG. against his dad, I played CG, against his dad yep. too. You know what I'm saying? Back in um, high school. Yeah. So I remember we was at Peace Jam, and he was. He was talking, <laughs> and I'm just looking like, what? No, mind. He got MVP of this right, whole thing. Right. We had to lace him up, so I'm going to shoot this whole clip to James after this. Look, we had to <laughs> lace him up. Well, I think it was going to like five. I'm being like five, one. Right. I just had to show him. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I ain't trying to play him right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's doing a little horse yeah, or something. Exactly. <laughs> play horse now, you know, but uh, yeah, shout out to James, though. No, that's amazing, man. Yeah. Um, well, well, speaking back on just back on yourself, you know, um, and this is just me kind of observing from afar and researching and whatnot. Um, you know, you're a busy man. You, you, you know, uh, your father, uh, VP of the Oakland soldiers, the, 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 all the, the all the soldiers. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah excuse me. Yeah, all the, yeah, all yeah. the soldiers. They in the many branches. We're going to get yeah. into that one next. Um, you know, the, the TV series you talked about, yeah. I, I, um, I'm sure you got other roles and jobs and everything. Yeah. What, how I know I manage a lot. Right. Like even when you came in, you mm-hmm. saw me coaching my fifth grade yeah, team yeah. and stuff like I, I I know I'm trying to juggle all these hats um, and, and and it's a lot. Um, well, how, how have you been able to manage it all and kind of keep it all together? What, what's what been the biggest thing to help you out with all that? The family support mm-hmm. system from that. And my kids allow me to be a, a, a big brother, a father figure, an uncle figure to other kids. Yeah. You know what I mean, and them wanting to be a part of it. Okay. And wanting to be involved and just, you know, I just feel like a lot of people, I had a lot of mentors in my life giving back. So 
it was kind of just time for me to do the same. Nice. Did um, is there anything new or up and coming you want to share or put out there, or is it business um, as usual? Well, we uh, we got our TV show, so mm -hmm. Fox Elite Youth, um, mm -hmm. with Uninterrupted. We had a five year deal with that, so we just wow. filmed season three. Um, we got two more seasons after that. Um, and me personally, I'm gonna be on the next season of. Real Housewives of Miami. Hey, <laughs> so, uh, All right. Yeah, that, so, uh, that's something different. You know, um, well, have fun with that, yeah, brother. Yeah. You got to tell we me already, how that We already one. did our filming with that. So, you know, <laughs> shout out to them and the whole Real Housewives. Well, congratulations, yeah, man. It's, uh, it's not not bad for uh, for a kid from Oakland. Yeah. <laughs> not bad, brother. Um, so, so let's talk about the Oakland Soldiers. Let's really break okay. that down, you know, because um, I think, on this show, I really like to just be very candid and real, and yeah, yeah, no and doubt, no doubt. you know, I want to, I want people to speak their truth and have we, a chance we, we, to we talk. We get a lot of, we get a bath flat. You do, and mm -hmm. and I know that it's bullshit because yeah. I'm a hometown kid. I'm an Oakland kid, and like I said, my son's a part of the program. I'm friends with multiple coaches, and I grew up, you know, just out there. I know it, but a lot of people don't. Right, this is from the outside looking in. Um. I you know I'm like fuck it let's let's just address the elephant in the room you know yeah, the, yeah. there's a bunch of stigma right they the Oakland Soldier or the Soldiers the one. which one we don't get no kids from Oakland no I wasn't even no, I no, wasn't no, gonna no, say no, that I was no 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 no, no. Yeah. it was more the Soldiers are arrogant right like uh, you guys have this bravado or whatever which to me I'm like well they're an elite program why like shouldn't so? they I mean so but that's just me because but because you got to keep in mind this is coming from the perspective of the mom and pops which are yeah, the majority yeah, yeah, right they are the sure. majority yeah, yeah. YBA we we maintain our backyard but we ain't you know yeah, we yeah, ain't yeah. expanding like like you guys have our west coast elite right we're, we're not on that level but you know we're a tier or two down so we deal with our own level of bullshit yeah. fuckery right uh, you know um they, there's this misconception that I believe they think you guys have just access to unlimited funds. That people <laughs> yeah. think everybody a part yeah, of the soldiers I, I is was, a millionaire. I was, I was uh, I think it was like in Texas. Some of the kid asked me if we rode on our private jet. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's this real misconception. They think every every person there is making a million dollars. You well, let me let me funds. touch on yeah, the first thing you said. The the arrogance. Yeah, you know, um, and it's crazy because it goes back to even when I was playing uh, ball in college, and I would hear like. All y'all basketball players are arrogant. I mean, but what happens is it may be one or two people that are real arrogant and have nothing to do with anything, and we all get the bad flag. Yeah. Uh, me, myself, I'm approachable. I'm accessible to, to any and everybody. And as a role on a soldier, there's only one person above me, and that's my uncle, Mark Olivia, as the president, yeah. the VP. So, I mean, I, I feel I'm not arrogant. I mean, if, uh, if you approach me, I'm going to sit and stop and talk to you. Um, but I think when it comes with success – people kind of have a swagger about them that yeah, mm -hmm. could be perceived as being arrogant. Yeah. I mean, you got the Lakers stuff right here. I mean, people mm -hmm. probably like, oh, the Lakers are arrogant. Well, no, <laughs> they're just winners, so exactly. they kind of carry themselves. So certain things we're not going to do, and it's not like we think we're above that. We just know the formula of success. Yep. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, so a lot of our kids, when we're on the road, you know, nah, they ain't going to go party with y'all with the other team over there. And they're going to be like, oh, they stuck up. Like, nah, we trying to win the championship. Right, and it's we, a business trip. Yeah, we do this. Yeah, you exactly. know what I mean? We party on the last day. Right, right. We don't walk the strip while mm -hmm. on day one. You know right. what I mean? We call that dead man walking because how your legs going to – Get on the court and right. translate. Yeah. You know? You're right. Um, but, yeah, man, if you never won anything, you don't know what it takes to win, so therefore you may look at it in a negative view. Absolutely. You know? so. mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah. And then, you know, I and I said it a couple times, but I want to make it – I want to give shout-outs to these guys because, you know, I really respect these guys. Um, 
brothers in your organization, Dre for the Sack Soldiers, yep. uh, Marshall, head coach of the EYBL team, uh, Marshall Collins. He's also the uh, uh, head coach at Alameda College. No, 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 no. no. Where is it? Contra Costa. No. He's at Contra Costa? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, oh, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. I, he's with uh, Coach he Johnson? Was, or yeah, did? he was with Alameda last year. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, stand corrected. Yeah, <laughs> Congratulations, yeah, yeah. Marshall. Yeah, yeah. He's at Contra Costa now. Yeah. Um, and then um, Benny. Uh, yep, you yep. know, he was yeah. relational. He, he was Soldier Town. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. He um he trained my son when they were doing the Soldier Town okay, program okay. for the Young okay. Guns. My son yeah. goes there. Benny's so my man, I've been knowing Benny for years. Yeah, yeah, so shout out to him big time. Did you go to Tech with Marshall? No, he's no, older. he's older than me. Okay, yeah, he's yeah. older than me. Uh, funny enough, my mother was his teacher because my mother was a teacher principal. at Oakland Tech. Oh, she, she was, was a principal. She was she was teacher, dean, then principal at okay, Oakland Tech. Okay. Yep. Okay. So he he was there when she was still a math teacher. Okay, okay. <laughs> so that's why yeah. that's how I, that's what I'm saying. Now you see Mark all these like ties that we've <laughs> yeah, had yeah, over yeah. years. Yeah. And then uh, another shout out to Brian from the SF Soldiers. Yeah, yeah, BT. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. he's uh Great he does dude. he's BT was nice too. He yeah, he was he was, and yeah. he um man hardworking brother. I yeah, like him yeah. a lot, man. He just yeah. he works his tail off. He's definitely for the kids. Yeah, no um, doubt. we we laugh and joke about it all the time, like because he coaches like. 10 teams and he's always yeah. like he's telling me he's like chris man you coach more teams than me i was like nah bro i don't think i don't think i coach more than you so big shot i just want to give shout outs to those guys because i i respect them a lot um as far as like i said the stigma with the soldiers and all that stuff I, i'm glad you got a chance to speak to it yeah and then that was the last thing yeah where they talk about you guys money. don't recruit kids well the oh, money oh, and oh. you don't the money and, and on top of the 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 biggest things I hear, and again, this is just me speaking from like when I'm standing in Soldier Town and people are talking around me, this yeah, type yeah, of yeah, fuckery, yeah. right? You know, from the, parents the, the and the Nike, outside. Nike bought our gym. Exactly, and, you yeah. Know, like, you guys got all this money. Yeah. It's ghetto. It's well, And I think Oakland just always deals with that mythos, whatever. Um, uh, and then, um, yeah, like you said, you know, they don't recruit kids from Oakland well, you know, all that thing, kind of stuff. The thing, um, you know, when we were, when I was coming up playing on the Soldiers, you know, like I said, me, myself, I was back and forth from L.A. So both my homes, L.A. and Oakland. And mm -hmm. then LeBron was from Akron. Everybody else was from Oakland or, or San Francisco yeah. or, or the Bay. But that talent during that time was was probably once in a lifetime. Mm -hmm. I mean, we had we had a lot of guys. Everybody went Division One. A lot of NBA guys, you know. Um, it just so happened a lot of the talent kind of spread it out and moved to Sacramento mm -hmm. or moved to Fresno. The Vegas cost of living is cheaper. The cost of living. So, <laughs> like, Shit. so now when we're looking, and then another thing is OEL basketball. Yeah, it was it's, way different it's, back it's then. It's down right now. It, it, it is it's it not is what not, it was. No, not at all. So, What's that? Yeah, oh, sorry. Oakland, Oakland Athletically. Okay, okay. Yeah, the Oakland yeah. Public School. Okay, yeah. okay. You know, uh, back in the day, so there was five just quick summary because I, yeah, I got to keep yeah. in mind people are listening. They might have no clue what we talked mm -hmm. about. So, um, the OAL back in our time. Yeah. That, uh, so this whole, until I got to SAC, I didn't realize there was this whole multiple division thing. I didn't realize there's like the VD1, D2, D5s, D6. In Oakland, there was five major high schools, five or six, if I'm correct. Five or six, it's Oakland Tech, Skyline, Castlemont, Fremont High, McClymonds. Am I missing? Ohio. Ohio. Oakland High. Those are the six major hitters. They were all D1. Mm -hmm. So it was like if you didn't make one of those high school teams, mm -hmm. you just didn't play. You know what I mean? And the OAL was super competitive. I mean, Damn. it was like a badge of honor to not only play in the OAL, but to win an OAL championship. Damn. For us, it felt like 
at least I can speak on my time and, you know, between 01, 2000, I mean, to win an OAL championship felt like a state championship. Don't get me wrong. Winning the state was amazing. I've never done that. But, like, OAL mm-hmm. was, like, the shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's what we're kind of alluding to and speaking okay. to. I, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's it's like that. And it's like that in L.A., too. Like, mm-hmm. their city championship is big. Yeah. So I remember when I moved back there, finally, um, and the level of play, I want to touch on that, the level of play was different in L.A. Mm-hmm. You know, um, on my team, we had 14 guys, seven went D1, one went to uh-huh. the NBA, you know. And winning the city championship was bigger than the state for mm-hmm. us out mm-hmm. there because, like, we lost to Fairfax by, like, eight. They came and beat De La Salle by 30 in the state. So hmm. that was a state game. Right, right. Us, yeah. You know what I mean? So if you win that city, it's like that. But back on the soldier tip, we used to – our 50, 60% of our team came from the OEL, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it's it's no high-level talent, and we know now we have to play. Because even when I played Soldiers, we were playing at big time in Vegas. You know, we weren't – the EYBL wasn't created. So we mm-hmm. weren't playing one night New York team, then the Philly team, then the Florida right, team. Right, You know, um, we had to get further down at big time in the Final Four, Elite Eight, or whatnot. Um, so we know what we're up against. So it's kind of like I, I bring in for training camp, I bring in 18 kids for like 10 spots. Yeah. And I make sure that four of those kids are local kids. Okay. Now it's up to those four kids to come and beat yeah, out got a ball. Boogie yeah. Ellis yeah. or beat yeah. out or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. James Akinjo was from West Oakland. Yeah. You know, and yeah. he beat out who he needed to yeah. beat out and made the team became MVP. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I mean, that's just a, that's just talk. Yeah, you know? I agree. Yeah. I totally agree. So I want to ask you this, like, like for me, like so, I I I train kids right in the middle from the Bay and Sac, Solano, Yolo County, the Davis, like the Vacaville, the Dixon, okay. right? And so, of course, the talent that I have were there is just maybe one or two diamonds. You know what I'm saying? So, what does it take for a kid to play on the Oakland Soldiers? Like, what is it that you guys are looking <laughs> you, for? You know what it is, man. It's crazy because. We get emails and text yeah. messages all the yeah. time. I get yeah. Yeah, DMs. Mm-hmm. And it's like, the reason why I started all these chapters, mm-hmm. San Diego, Sacramento, yeah. San Francisco, Stockton, Silicon Valley, Pittsburgh, yeah. is because we have people in those areas that are going to recruit that mm-hmm. area yeah. to make sure they have eyes on every single kid. It's like mm-hmm. a funnel and potentially to yeah. you. Mm-hmm. And then they'll, you know, they're worth it. Yeah. So all they got to do is ball. Yeah. They're going to find you. Yeah, it's just like dominate, yeah, dominate, dominate. Okay, because I'm gonna tell you like this. Yeah, <laughs> no knock on certain programs, yeah. but they post when the kid makes all league. Mm-hmm. Well, all our kids are all league. Yeah, yeah. they made yeah. kids make all area. Well, all our kids are all area. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We have first team all states, all American kids, mm-hmm. straight up. And if they're not that, they're gonna become that. Mm-hmm. You know, like Boogie. Yeah, not that, but he became that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So we'll find you. Yeah, we'll find you straight up and. We have we have some guys from that area that you train mm-hmm. in too, mm-hmm. you know. So okay. all you gotta do is ball and and okay. go fight. Okay. Well, that and yeah, the soldiers brand is is growing. Yeah, you know, every day. I, like I said, I feel you guys and uh, West Coast Elite are you know the bro- programs that are like really pushing out there, branching out there, things like that. So you know, I think uh, Ryan followed me. Ryan, if you see me, I'm cool. Ryan, Ryan, I go to Dago, he goes to Dago. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I um, wanted to speak briefly. uh, I'm sure you get asked this enough, but still, it's still got to feel really good. Um, 2017, right? You guys won Peach Jam, correct? Second time, right? Second time. So, um, 
I remember that day, or, or even more so, because while you guys were winning Peach Jam, I won Bigfoot with my with my national team. Uh, we beat Ray Allen's team in the championship. He had yeah, the yeah. Ray Allen Select team. That was the team. I think I've talked to you about it, Mark, mm-hmm, before. Mm-hmm. But I remember because I saw um, I saw you guys on ESPN um, and and talked to Marshall and stuff. Wait, like we that. we played at Bigfoot. Which week? Was it the fourth the week, week or the third week? It was the week after Peace Jam. So we play, So what happens is they do it. Yeah. We played in Peace Jam, mm-hmm. then they we fly to Vegas. And then from Vegas, we play in CP3. He had the Jordan deal. And yeah. then we played Bigfoot. That's when you guys played on, like, the black court. Yeah, you know yeah, I yeah, 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 yeah. We, was that the but, same year? Yeah, it was that same year, okay. yes. But I had a 16U, obviously. You guys, yeah, yeah, hey, yeah, you, yeah, I wasn't yeah. in your guys' bracket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, no, that, that same year is when I was okay, able okay. to win that. That's kind of what helped me, uh, I want to say, get some recognition as a coach, right? Because I was just this random dude from Rockland who yeah, came yeah, in yeah, and yeah, yeah. beat everybody and <laughs> beat Ray Allen's team in the championship. <laughs> but I just really remember – you guys and obviously uh uh Kenjo because it was yeah. just you know because I played against his dad and kind of yeah, was yeah, just really yeah. excited for that kid uh, growing up in the same area I grew up in I just wanted you to describe that I mean that feeling you know that, that, that it takes a team that's the before before not because you I just want people to understand that and hear this it really does take a team to make this type of stuff happen they don't know sitting down with parents recruiting the different kids trying to coach it trying to like the travel they don't know tell you like this that team if you would have asked me in the middle of the year like that team went went a session going oh and four one of the sessions going on four then the following session we had to win four straight games even qualify for peace we win four straight games then we go into Peace Jam, and it's like the NCAA tournament. You have to be playing your best basketball in July, mm-hmm. March for the NCAA tournament, July 1st. And we just are playing, and we had a kid from up here, Mason Forbes. Oh, yeah, Went yeah, to Folsom yeah. High School yeah. uh, at Harvard. Um, we just start playing. We start winning. And then it starts to, like, the staff starts to, like, look at each other like, yo, like, hmm. we win this next <laughs> one. Like, we may got a shot. And I remember the game. It was against Cole Anthony, who's in oh. uh, Magic, uh, PSA Cardinals out of New York. And when we we were talking, we was like, yo, if we win this game, the matchups for the next two, three games, I think we got that. Yeah. You know? And it's it's crazy because they didn't pick us to win it. And the next game, they were like, oh, yeah, the Soldiers, they the luck might run out. We don't <laughs> play it. Damn. We, we, we Beat them by 18. Then, right. man, we beat them at by 20. And then we were up in the championship game. At one point, we were up like 23. Damn. Wow. Team takeover in uh, D.C., out of D.C. And, you know, we had the smallest backcourt. Uh, we had James Akinjo, who was like 5'10". We had Kihei Clark, who went to um, Virginia. Um, he was like 5'9". Crazy as Kihei Clark. Wow. He won the national championship with us. Yeah. And the next year, he goes and starts for Virginia, leads the – uh, NCAA in minutes wow. and win a national championship with Virginia. Oh, so see, just roll dope. in. But wow. it, it took everybody all hands on deck. It was no selfishness. Um, once again, everybody on that team, that's up till now is 11 straight years, everybody Division One, wow, Division One scholarship on our top team. And that team alone, it was just, they start coaching each other. They start holding each other accountable. And it was just like, on paper, rolling in, we wasn't the best team, but we left the best team. Nice. Best it. team in the country then. That's gotta be an amazing feeling. Number one team in the country, yeah. That is really cool. I um 
uh, before we talk some more of the NBA stuff and all that, just wanted to talk um, with, again, like I said, observing you over the years and things like that. You have kind of a really cool, I want to just say overall cool lifestyle in terms of you just, you, you just happen to know some of the right people and be friends with some of the right people. Like, uh, like Mark, you know, he's, he's really cool with uh, Nick Young. Um, okay. I remember aren't, uh, you and um, uh, Cousins, right? You guys are pretty, like, you know, that's your boy. Like, you know what I mean? Um, uh, you work, I remember you used to work the Jordan camps, mm-hmm. right? I know you and Jordan, you know, really cool. Wow. Um, they had a great article about him uh, when Kobe passed away. Wow. Um, because I don't know if you know my unique thing that happened with Kobe. I met him uh hours before he died i was at the mamba academy when he passed away so i actually met him i was one of the last people to physically see him alive right now that was a whole big thing they did with me but you you know you really had like a relationship with him and his daughter and i saw the pictures with you guys like courtside together and things like that um i'm just curious how has that shaped your you know life you know what i mean because most people can't say that. You uh, just can't. Blessing. <laughs> you, you left out uh, a couple other people. I got to give a shout out to my dog, Pip. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, no, I, w- I was actually going to bring that up after I was uh, legit. But I, 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 I wanted to, because I remember. They brought, their kids played for it. Yeah, they played for you guys because we played, when mm-hmm. Brandon Cole was coaching our YBA 17U team, I think we were at Merritt College. No, Pittsburgh. Was that the Pittsburgh? Yeah, it was yeah, Pittsburgh, yeah, yeah, and we yeah. made it to the chip somehow. Yeah. Somehow this YBA team, made it. so we ended up yeah. playing their EYBL Soldiers team, and this was the time when Kenyon Martin Jr. Yep. and uh, uh, Scotty Pippen Jr. Wow. were on his and team. Boogie. Yeah, well, yeah, all three of them. That, that, wow. Yeah, and so yeah. they ended up kicking our ass. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I I remember seeing them, you know, physically seeing them, and I saw Lowe's, you know, said what's up to him, uh, nodded to him, and it was literally like him, Kenyon Martin, and Pip kind of just hanging out and chilling and talking and stuff. But so you know what's crazy man is is i'm i'm blessed to be in the room and rub shoulders with a lot of guys that you know us in our age group looked up to yeah mm-hmm. um i was a big no limit fan hey. master p <laughs> sons played for me too yeah you know? um wow you know so it, i mean it's just a blessing and then every time you know i i picked their brain right any and everything yep. and and they're guys just like us yeah you know what i mean they just so happen to be legendary in the sport, you know, Hall mm-hmm. of Famers in the sport, you know. Um, but, man, like I said, it's a blessing. And then when you do right by people's kids, they want to help you, and they want to do right by you. That's you know? nice. Um, if everything is genuine, then, I mean, any doors or any way they can help you, you know, they'll help. I mean, everyone, other people that you name, I mean, and then some, if I needed anything or needed any advice or anything, I could pick up the phone and call them, you know, and – I'm blessed to be in that position, you know. Very cool. cool. That's very cool, cool brother. I um, uh, last couple questions. Uh, so, does there is there programs out there? And again, it, I just kind of want you to speak on this because again, the main emphasis is AU. Are there programs out there that you kind of look at that you really like respect and look at? Like, oh, man, sure. they're doing they're doing it right. Like, I, if you got a top I respect, every, you I know, mean, I respect the Rebels for for just being historic mm-hmm. in the city of Oakland and and how they started off, you know. And it's crazy because they would never think, like, me will have respect for them. Right, yeah, right. I, I love what they do. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, uh, I, I respect YBA out here. I respect Appreciate that. A, a, a lot of a lot of programs for what they're doing. You know what I mean? Um, I just, I just, I don't respect certain individuals that are 
doing the things like right. I said. You know what I mean? But yeah. as, as a whole and these programs, man, I respect anybody that's helping kids. Nice. Right, straight up in any kind of way. Now, uh, they may need to be coached on a little bit way of how they're doing it, but yeah. if you're giving your time to do it, I respect you. Very cool. Up. Is there any any programs you view like like as a rival? Like you, I always speak on this show about like, you know, your rivals help push you and elevate your game. Is there is, is it, there guys, it, certain programs you're like, man, that's, it, you know. Our, 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 it's crazy, man, and, and not to, you know, down anybody else. Our rivals are from out of state, mm -hmm. you know. Um, the Mac Irvin Fire out of Chicago, uh, Team Takeover out of uh, D.C., uh, Mocan Elite, you know. Um, th those are kind of like our rivals, and we're uh, not including on the fire. Uh, us, Takeover, and Mocan, mm -hmm. all three of us have two national championships. We nice. were the first program to have two, wow. um, then Takeover and then Mocan, and we're the only program west of the Mississippi to ever win it. You know, uh, national championship. So those are our rivals. So we all have this friendly kind of battle and rivalry. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. who's gonna be the first of three. Right. You know? <laughs> um it pushes so, you to yeah. want to step your game up, yeah. right? Because and, and, and you know what's crazy though, man, and you know, like you said, we played YBA in our in our um tournament. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people don't understand this. So when we play YBA, you know, we had practice, like a full fledged practice that day, two hours before the game. Like we right. try to emulate the EYBL. Right. And we know, like you said, we won by 25. We didn't have that practice. We probably would have won by 50. Right. But it was like, no, mm -hmm. because we're not going to get a good game out of that, so we're going to make it that right. way. You know, I remember that 2017 team, uh, right before we went to Peace Jam, we were playing in Jerry Freitas' event. Yeah, like yeah, Like the week before. Yeah. Nobody wanted to play us. <laughs> so they called City College to right. play us. They won the state championship that year. Wow. We beat them by 25 and then rolled out. <laughs> but it was just like, you know, so when, when guys are say, man, you guys only beat us by like five or four, I don't even tell them and bust their bubble. I'm like, dude, right. you know, we had a double day of practice. Yeah. We made them kids practice at eight in the morning, <laughs> then 12 to play y'all at four. Yeah. Right. Like, you know what I mean? So it's just the certain levels. You right. know what I mean? So, exactly. Um, but yeah, man, like I said, I respect, I respect everybody out here. Cool. Well, let's move on let's to some hot takes right so school i can't talk bad about are we in the nba side yet not yet okay, not okay. yet not yet i know you got you got to be selective on yeah, some sure. of the things <laughs> you say because you know these guys personally yeah. but no i um no for before we get into that uh just kind of uh some uh, i feel needs to just have commentary on because it's going to affect a lot of kids i i've i i don't know if you've been catching some of it but i have um NLI stuff no, 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 uh, none of that. No, it's um with uh COVID and the vaccine. Um, yeah. you know the um schools are mandating kids. I think by the end of this month, I think it's really? November thirtieth to get uh the, the vaccine and under now. Yeah, right. Yeah, and so I've had parents uh, talking about homeschooling their kids. And, right. like, they've been asking me, like, are you guys still doing AAU? You know what I mean? Like, I and don't then, know if you've been getting those questions. You if you say, yeah, or nay. Yeah. But it's kind of mm -hmm. like you're in that middle ground. So I just wonder I, how. I respect both decisions. Mm -hmm. I respect. Um, but I can't close it down. Right. Meaning if I close it down because you feel away, then they're going to feel away from me closing it down. So mm -hmm. how about I keep it open and who wants to can. Right. And who doesn't. Don't. Right, mm -hmm. and I make sure I take every precaution. Yeah, you know what I mean. So yeah, you got any thoughts on that, Mark? 
Um, no, about, about no. the kids with the COVID and all no. that. It's kind of like what he said, like yeah. just respect everybody's decision. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> At the end of the day. Well, let's talk about the NBA, right? Let's get it. Um, I've I don't know. This season's been really exciting. I don't know. To me, um, it seems uh, just bringing that up. Like uh, the teams are seem like they're really battling this year. Nobody's just going through the motions it's uh, early. for the ones I'm watching. I should early. say. It, it really is. early. Oh, well, it's early. Really but that's early. my point is most of the time, these earliest seasons, it's kind of like they're, again, like I said, they're going through the motions. They, it doesn't seem like they're really fighting. But right now, it feels like guys are really well, hungry. Well, it is. They're getting a new wave of energy because fans are back here. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that kind of adds I agree. to it. It's kind of like yeah. playing in your league game on Wednesday mm-hmm. and then your league game Friday night. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. okay, everybody's here. So let's do it like that. But, exactly. Um, I it's exciting. Um, it, it's really cool for me to watch kids that I've been knowing since fifth grade. In the now league. in the league. Yeah. Man, it's just like, That's man. Like, That's it's crazy. crazy yeah. you know? Makes you feel old, too. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. Cool. I, um, my, well, again, I'm a Warriors fan. Been, always been, even when we suck. So, But I'm <laughs> still I'm loving that we're back and we're revitalized and playing good. great. Uh, Lakers, you know they uh, they figure chemistry out. slowly. Yeah, they they're the figuring out how to figuring win. Figuring it out on defense. <laughs> I don't know about defense, but offensively, the big three starting you to you know play their games. Whenever LeBron James, who was a soldier, <laughs> is on the floor, you cannot count that man. Of course you not. You don't know no. what he's going to do. Of course okay. not. And he's very intelligent, so yeah. it's not like the man doesn't know. Let me what he's let doing. me ask you about the Westbrook. What do you? What do you, when they picked him up and moving towards, because my mind said, like, LeBron's a genius. He got something planned. What do you, how do you feel from what you've seen so far and everything with Westbrook with the Lakers? Westbrook is probably one of the best point guards to ever play the game. Ooh, okay. And I'm going to tell you why. Okay. He averaged a triple-double. Four four out of five years. Splash for Westbrook. Numbers don't lie. (laughs) The last point guard to do it went down as one of the greatest. Yeah. Yeah. So how come we can't get his man the same respect? Mm-hmm. It's true. You know, simple as that. So he plays the game at such a high level. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, he's like a LeBron in a in a point guard body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. to be real, but you know, um, they're gonna get it together. I yeah, feel like you know, no, there's no doubt. I mean, it's Still too much really. IQ. Uh, but I'll tell you a couple teams I'm really enjoying watching the Bulls mm-hmm. um, and the Heat. Like I'm Ooh. actually enjoying watching shout, them. Shout like, out to the Heat, yeah. Gabe Benson. Gabe Benson was the soldier. Nice. Hey. Shout out to you know the Heat. Um, but yeah, the Bulls. Yeah, you know everybody closed the door on Lonzo Ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't. I didn't count him. I just mm-hmm. think he needed the right personnel. That's yeah. what I personally think. Yeah. I think the uh, Pelicans should have done more to try to keep him there. So that's their mistake. But once. Because I went to college in Chicago, I just kind of know that atmosphere there mm-hmm. and the way the fans are there and everything. Like. They love their city, man. They're, they're, mm. they're some diehard fans. They, they, they had greatness for a span of yeah. eight years yeah. in Chicago. So yeah. now they're trying to, you know, look for it back. Derrick Rose kind of gave them a little yeah. Yeah, shot yeah, in the arm yeah. when he came. Of course, you know absolutely. I mean? um, and he was a hometown kid, exactly. so mm-hmm. that hometown helped big kid. time. Yeah. So, no, it's – um I like – I've been I – I think, again, I think a couple episodes I said uh, – when Lance was here, I talked mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. Bulls have – one of the top starting fives in the NBA. Mm-hmm. So I was glad my my calculations were right mm-hmm. on that because they're out there killing. But like like we said, it's all early. So who, who right now, right now, who's the best team in New York? Right now, right now. You said New York? New York. Who's the best team in New York? There's two teams in New York. Yeah. Right Man, now. I know. But right yeah, now. Hmm. Well, you guys. I'm a fan of neither one, but let's just say 
I, I go Brooklyn. right now this second. Right now, right now. I guess Brooklyn. Not after All-Star break. I'm talking right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You think the Knicks better? It may be the Knicks. Maybe the Knicks. They've been playing some ball. Yeah, they they the have. Knicks right now. They're playing some great ball. We'll see, we'll see how that They beat the Bulls. Line. I what? think the Bulls only lost is against yeah, the Knicks. Yeah, they did. They did. Yeah. We'll see how that storyline plays out, right? Yeah. But the Knicks are rolling over from last year. Yeah. Year last yeah, they year. did. They, yeah. have, they, they, had a they, got, they got a, a good front office thing going. Shout mm-hmm. out to my man, Worldwide West. That's my dog. You know, he in that front office. And, okay. You know, in the basketball world, you know, that, that that's a heavy hitter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Heard Jay-Z mention him and yeah. Drake mention him. You no, wow, that's my, that's my man. Yeah. What a, um, I wanted to talk about Zion Williams and that whole <laughs> weird situation. <laughs> um, you yeah, know the kid, kid a break. Yeah, man. man it's uh, jeez, <laughs> like yeah. okay, yes, he got bigger. We we get it. Like, well, but if you played a sport, basketball, baseball, football, and you're injured, you know you're going to gain that injury weight. Yeah, but you're so young that yeah. You'll knock it off in about four days. Exactly. Anyway, you know what I mean? He can't run. Right. Like that, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. you know, throw him a, a sweat bag and run for three <laughs> days, you'd be good. That's what I agree to. I mean, uh, you know, people yeah. are making it, they, they make it seem like he's about to start playing tomorrow, you yeah. know, and it's like, nah, they're not going to, I mean, they're not going to do that. But I do think the Pelicans organization, they need to, um, well, I think that's the question: is yeah. is he going to stay in New Orleans? I mean, there's a, there's <laughs> a bunch term. of rumors. There's a bunch of rumors. Obviously, that you know, some family members were saying he's not happy there. They didn't like that. Did they? They did not keep uh, Lonzo Ball. All that type of stuff. Who who knows? Honestly, but uh, you know, we don't it's know the inner workings. It's always a lot of back background, mm-hmm. backdoor stuff. Yeah, you know, um, fans really don't get the full intel. You know, mm-hmm. um, we just got to wait and see how yeah. it goes. I um. I did want to talk about the NBA rule change. Uh, hmm. I, I personally, yeah, I enjoy, I'm enjoying it, me personally, because that's just, I I always played the game physical, so I like it, played physical. And Nick from B-Ball Breakdown, shout out to Nick, because um, he's actually going to be a guest one day on the show. Really cool cat. Um, I met him in L.A. Um, and they did a good breakdown of kind of how the rules affecting the game, and they showed different, videos of like Trey Young and James Harden and some were legit fouls that should have been called but some weren't it was just muscle memory where he's <laughs> hooking the arm and you know doing all that stuff I don't know me personally maybe it's just the OG in me I, I like that they're getting back to a little more physicality and just letting them play I, I, I grew up idolizing the NBA when you can hand check mm-hmm. you know I, I mean that's mm-hmm. real I don't think it's a rule change I think they're slowly trying to get back to yeah. where it was you know because that's how you can respect. That's why you hear all these older cats that play in the league yeah. that say, oh, I average 50 because mm-hmm. I'll be shooting 25 yeah. free throws the way they yeah. call the yeah. game. You know, um, Gary Payton is, is oh. a defender because he could hand check with his big hands and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know? So, I mean, I, I'm tired of watching the, the, the softness of the game. You know, that's why I like college a lot more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but the NBA, it was made for entertainment yeah. at some point 10, 15 years ago. So that's why they – Start calling the fouls. Hey, we want to see such and such do his thing. So mm-hmm. get your hands off, them, yeah. right? you know. So, yeah. but but I I think right now they're they've hit a sweet spot because I'm seeing more and more commentary on the internet about how people are enjoying this brand of oh, basketball. Yeah. Yeah. They are like, man, even like younger, like twenty something year olds and stuff. They're mm-hmm. like, wow, this is actually really cool to watch. You know what I mean? What What about you, Mark? I feel Any like it's it's like a perfect example is um Gary Payton the second. Like yeah. he's been locking up. For the for the Warriors, you know what I'm saying, yeah, in the yeah. role that he is, and 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 I feel like 
what's going on with the rules right now. Like it's, 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 it's kind of bringing back that perimeter defender mindset, you know? And I feel like because of the rules, like guys like Harden, like you see defenders playing with their hands behind their back. Cause they're scared of the rest. Like what? You know, it's a scene now where everybody like up in people's grills. Like, I love that. Yeah. You know, it, it, the rules helps a guy like GP. Yeah. Junior yeah. Because yeah. if the rules was two years ago, oh, yeah. a guy like him wouldn't be in the NBA. Yeah. And yeah. the reason why is because he'll get he's so aggressive defensively, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he'll get in foul trouble. Yeah. So then therefore you can't be productive for your team. Exactly. So every time when they go to the drawing board, it's like, well, GP, you get in foul trouble, you can't even help him. Right. Yeah. right. You gotta get somebody else. Exactly. So now with the rule change, he's able to do what he does. Yeah. And now he can find his niche in the mm-hmm. league and keep it going. Yeah. You know? So it's good for guys like him. Solo for you, what's your um what's your favorite uh, NBA team? If you have one, I know you got personnel. I know you got people you know, <laughs> and that's what it is. <laughs> but, but if you had to, be, if you had to pick a team, where I'm at mentally um, now, I just like players. Okay, I just go for players. Fair enough. Growing up, because <laughs> you actually know these people, yeah, so it's very, it is gro- very different. Growing for you. up, everybody was a Chicago Bulls, right? Right. Jordan, but growing mm-hmm. up, I was a Laker fan. Hey, because of Nick the Quick. Oh, ben nice. Ben Axel nice. Was my dude, and then I loved Tim Hardaway. All right, mm. you know, fair enough. But then, as I start playing, I start watching different guys, and I start idolizing guys like Ray Allen was one guy. Mm-hmm. I just really just yeah mm-hmm. watch shoot all day every yeah. day. Mm-hmm. You know, and His work ethic was yeah. crazy, man. Yeah, you know, and just start just looking at players, and then when you start playing with them and against them, then you start rooting for them. Yeah. And now I'm at the point where, well, I, I watched them grow up. Yeah, and I'm rooting for those guys. Yeah, all right, so, fair enough. Up. Very yeah. cool. Uh, um, getting back to high school and all that stuff. So high school tryouts are this this past couple of weeks. So shout out to you high school guys because I know you guys listen to the show. You know, have great tryouts. Be safe. Please no injuries. Take care of yourselves. Um, you know, we're happy basketball's back for you guys because you get a full mm-hmm. season. So I definitely am excited for are you they guys. Making there. Them get the vaccine. Hmm? They're making. Yeah, they the are. Vaccine. So that's that's why I brought that up too because there are some. Like even our, I think currently even at, I just saw it from Steve Williams at Sac State. There's a player that got a religious exemption from doing the vaccine. Um, tall, dark skin kid, um, but they're still not letting him play on away games or something yeah. like that. And so that's what I'm saying. You're gonna have a lot of these interesting storylines, and I well, think it's, it's hitting it's, in the high school too. Certain colleges won't allow you on campus. Oh. Without the vaccine, yeah, so oh. yeah, no, that's true. Take. We're doing that at uh, ARC. Yeah, yeah. So and then um, wow. it was another one. Uh, I think even Capital Christian High School, they're trying to get into a different division because of you know they're a religious school and a lot of them don't want to do the vaccine. The vaccine. So that's what I'm saying. It's all these uh, weird kind of storylines. So you know, for the for the kids who did get the vaccine and and you're yeah. ready to play, you know, um. Good luck and and yeah. have a great season. You know what I mean. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean for the first time they get to play again. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I'd have been crushed if I couldn't play. You know, basketball. I know. You know in high school, and you just take that away from you. Yeah, like I was cool with not having to go to school. But, right. You know, basketball. <laughs> right. You can't, yeah, right. You can't and that and away. it affected these kids big time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We um the other thing I wanted to say was, and I've just was this is more a question for you guys and just your experience because it was something I was thinking about while I was uh, doing the show and typing up the show. I know I've run across at the high school level, um, coaching it, training it, things like that, like at at actual schools, 
I run into a lot of kids that do minimum. They they want they do minimal effort, but want maximum reward. Mm. That's the best way I could put it. it. I mean, there's always kids like this, but it just doesn't. It seems so common now. I don't know if. And again, you know, in the AAU world, it doesn't. It's not as common because you know you you just not as restricted in AAU, right? I could full on coach and talk the way I want to talk. It's like if you don't like it, get the fuck out. Like it's not uh, a big at deal. certain high schools it's like that. If you have a winning yeah. history and yeah. pedigree, yeah. they're mm-hmm. not going to question you. you right? Know? If you're that mediocre guy, then it's like yeah, you can't talk to my co- my kids like that. You know, mm-hmm. but if you look up and you go in their office and they got all these banners mm-hmm. and you know, it's like okay, well. Mm-hmm. There it is. We're doing you, something right. I'm yeah. just curious. Where do you guys think it comes from, though? Do you think it's the social media aspect? Do you think it's just it's, the cultural it's, shift? Is is uh, soft ass parents? Mm. That's where it comes yeah. from. You know, yeah. because at the end of the day, you, you, you give me a kid a justice and, and disservice because it's like oh, I want them to have this and have that. Don't forget the struggles you went through. Yeah, that made you who you are to raise that kid. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, true. So yes, yeah, it's, it's these soft ass parents. You know, I mean. Back in the day, we didn't get a participation trophy. Mm-hmm. Sure. We didn't mm-hmm. get those. You know what I mean? Shots fired. By the wanted them to hear that. Yeah, you, you get. Why would you want that? Yeah. You know, I participated. I got my jersey. That's good enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I did what I did, I'd have got that trophy. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's true. Yeah, oh, I like that. Mark, you got any um thing to, to me, say on that I, one? What I've been kind of experiencing, you know, as a trainer, you know, like I have certain kids where. They'll train before and after practice, you know, like, you know, because this week is tryout. So you'll have the kids, the parents who don't, whether they don't understand basketball, they don't have the background. And again, we all know you got to have your grades up, right? But you can't expect your kid to be a D1 or or dominate in high school if they're only going to team practices. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's something I always try to preach where once season come around, and for me, again, it's not for me, you know, it's not about the money, but okay, the, the numbers are dropping with the kids that I'm training, but usually the kids that I'm still training are the killers. Right. So that's the thing that I feel like parents don't understand is if a kid has a dream, especially if they have talent, like, yes, we know they have to have a great, but there is some sacrifice where they might have to be kind of tired if they're not going to really sleep. Yeah. They're, they're, they might have to put in that extra work after practice to get those shots up. Cause at the end of the day, like you said, the 7%, the 1%, Yeah. you got to put in the work like the 1%. So that's, it's just to me, it's like when it's I hear no parents who come up to me, like they expect me, like I'm not, first of all, I'm not a miracle worker. Like you got to, <laughs> it's a process to get a player better and this is what it takes. And some of them are like, oh yeah, you know, like that's too much work. Well, all right then. Like, why are you uh, as long as they're not taking away from the grades. Cause like yeah. me, myself, you know, mm-hmm. um, wound up at Sac State because of grades. Mm-hmm. Um, when I came out of high school, I uh, graduated with an eighth grade reading level, you know, mm-hmm. I committed to Pepperdine as a 10th grader and then coming out of high school, I, I couldn't qualify to get the scholarship. Mm-hmm. You know, went on my visit, everything. Um, you know, committed. I was going there, locked and loaded. Mm-hmm. Then, then I was going to go to Utah, but my dad was out here with, with cancer, so he beat it. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I was just like, man, where can I go? And luckily, mm-hmm. you know, I knew Deshaun Freeman over mm-hmm. here, Alex Balsley, Jamil Pugh went there. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, they, they found a scholarship for me. Nice. Uh, I wasn't supposed to be there, you know what I mean? So they <laughs> yeah. found that. But hey, if work. I had my grades on point, I I, I would have been, you know, right. and everywhere, maybe my first choice. So put in an extra work, but mm-hmm. don't take away from that. Maybe take away from these video games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah, would help. Yeah, <laughs> that would help. But mm-hmm. I got a question for you guys, you know, What's as up? trainers. Um, at what point do you guys, 
or if you guys ever be like, you know what? I got this kid to the level that I possibly can get him to. He needs to move on to a different trainer. Someone mm. that's a little bit more knowledgeable, someone that really has dealt with where you're trying to go mm-hmm. pedigree wise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, you know, it kind of same thing with the AAU side. It's like, I got you here, but but I can't take you there. So mm-hmm. go there mm-hmm. and do it. Mm-hmm. I'll be here waiting for you. Mm-hmm. On the training tip, a lot of the trainers, I had this conversation with them. At what point can you say you can make him be that pro if you, one, never made a pro, Mm -hmm. two, never became a pro, Mm -hmm. three, just tapped out. Mm -hmm. But it's okay Mm -hmm. because then now you become the trainer, as I like to call it, a repetition trainer. Yeah. I'm just here to give you some reps. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But to sit down and and get you that pro game, you got to get to somebody that Mm kind of did it. Mm-hmm. So at mm-hmm. what point do you guys feel that, or if you guys have ever felt, are you guys probably never even thought about it? Uh, Can I jump into that? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. I, I've, I've, I've been I asked this question, question, so I've. It's... So for me, <laughs> you know, um, like I said, like I, I, I didn't, you know, I went JUCO, I went the JUCO route, um, I, I played in Southeast Asia for about four to five years, so. I understand that I didn't make it to everybody when they grow up. I want to go to the NBA, you know, and as I got older, it became realistic. I understood, but I understand the grind. And the thing that I realized, cause I'm a student of the game when it comes to other trainers, especially with some of my top kids is I'm a type of trainer where, uh, Clint parks. I don't know if you know, Clint parks, uh, over the summer I go to, and then shine Rashid mm-hmm. from here out here in yeah. sack. Because I know that, you know, I've only been doing the training thing for about three to four years since I stopped playing ball. And I know they've been doing this. I send my players to them. And right. I learn and I study. I ask questions. You know what I'm saying? I took MJ, you know, he's at San Jose State. We, yeah. went, we went to L.A. for like a week to San Diego. Yeah, Pedro. I saw that. I saw you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I work with Vince. I'm hitting up Vince. Yeah. So tell me. All right. You and Boogie. You know what I'm saying? So and you're, so, you're, you're a, a trainer with no ego. Yeah, no, right. no, yeah, yeah. yeah that's I, I study mental performance. I study new, I, whatever it is. And I know I know that every kid ain't going to make it. But sooner or later, you're going to have that one kid, you know what I'm saying, who's just locked but in. you got to think about, not to cut you off, yeah, yeah, yeah. the guys that you see in the NBA yeah. aren't there by accident. Yeah. they yeah. God did some of this. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To make yeah, them yeah, get yeah. there. Yeah, Absolutely. You know yeah, what I mean? for sure, but, for sure. But my whole thing, oh, I'll let you, I know yeah, yeah, you you finish or no you, no well yeah, I, I, was, I was just saying like I said like you said like I have I understand where I'm at you know what I'm saying as a trainer and and trying to learn and I un- also understand the kids that I have and so for me like I have no problem at all because like you said earlier if you really about the kid yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying you gonna let them shine even if it gets to a point where you gotta let them go and the family and the kids gonna respect you exactly they gonna come yep, back because yep, you could have yep. it's a lot of trainers or AU guys that held that kid back and really fucked up their future. Yeah. Yeah. Ego. And, and made some bad decisions for this kid. Some, a lot of them out here. Or even throwing that out there, but even, or, cause I'll call the shit out cause I see it and I'm sure you see it all the time. They want to attach themselves to that yeah. kid cause mm-hmm. they want, they want the residual shine, mm-hmm. right? They want to be, I made this, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like instead of letting that kid have his shine, you yeah. know? So you're right. You're absolutely right. But to answer your question on my end, um, my perspective when I train um, and I tell my kids this is I'm training you so you don't need me anymore. 
Mm. I train with the intention of I've given you all, my all, tools all the tools, tools yeah. what you need so you can move on yourself. And wherever that leads you is wherever it leads you. Like I, I look at it like this because I went I, I, I got my degree in kinesiology. Right. And, you know, they talk about the human anatomy, science, all that stuff. Well, one thing you recognize and one thing we actually talked about in class is how does the diet industry stay in business? they need people to not get in shape. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they, they give you the quick fix. You're going to lose 10 pounds. But if everybody got in shape, mm-hmm. you know, slim fast, Jenny Craig, all, they're out of business. But that's why you see some of them falling out. Jenny right. Craig, I haven't heard that. It became <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was liberal. Yeah, you know right. What I mean? the, we, they, we, so I try, I want to break that concept where, because a lot of trainers typically do, want their kids to only stay with them only train with them. i try to train my kids and tell them listen the things i'm teaching was the foundation i want you to evolve and build the house and then eventually what that should do is lead you to other people who can help you and help you grow because like shout out to my guy uh, blair at uh, lead uh lead athletics he's really really good with body mechanics and the science of it you know um not getting super into it, but you know, a lot of the resistance training and the rehabilitation and the therapies and the cryotherapies and stuff. So I send people to him because I'm knowledgeable of it, but mm-hmm. that's not my point of emphasis. My point of emphasis, every trainer I think has their strength, their, their go-to yeah. thing. My point of emphasis, I, I believe is, uh, the foundation fundamentals. I'm really good at fundamentals because yeah. that's what helped me evolve as a basketball player. And, um, uh, the body, the human body, strength and uh, strength, uh, agility, speed, plyometrics. But the, I went to school for that. That's what yeah. I studied to eventually become. Once it starts getting into a field where I notice my kid can do it on his own, where he's learned the things I've taught him, you know, of course, you come back to me once a week. You know, every kid has a home base, right, where they feel comfortable. Hey, can I come to you once a week, What, whatever. But I want them, I train with the intent of them not needing me at a certain point. I just feel, unfortunately, in the trainer community, because I wear both hats, that's not the intent of a lot of trainers. Mm-hmm. And that's the unfortunate side of it. It's They'll, they'll never vocally say it. You know, yeah, They're yeah. not going to come out on the internet and say, fuck no, I want your money and I don't want you paying nobody else. And stay. They'll, <laughs> they're not going to say that. Yeah. But we know it's there. You know what I mean? Well, I feel like, you know, because I will watch kids. And even though a kid doesn't play for me, doesn't mean I don't watch them. I mean, me running the soldiers, any kid on the West Coast, especially in California, if they're being recruited by a college, that college is tapping in with mm-hmm. straight up. Hey, so what's the deal? Why ain't playing for you? What's going on? Like, you know, mm-hmm. are they recruiting the kid, but they just know they know who's the who of the area. Yeah, mm-hmm. you of know course. What I'm saying? And that's Duke all the way down. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but when I, I'll see a kid that I know is training with a trainer nonstop two times a day and he go in the game he's averaging about 12 points <laughs> you know and i'm just kind of like and i'll tell their parents even if they're not playing with me you got to switch trainers oh well that trainer's good he's doing this he's not teaching him the mental aspect of the game yes. and the approach of the game yeah. so that means we're working on everything but you're not yes. telling me how to approach the game on game day yes. you're not teaching me a routine but Dang. then also that goes into being a pro, and that goes to how you being successful in college. You know, mm-hmm. college is a grind. Mm-hmm. In Division one level, it's a grind. you got to travel, you got to go to school, you got to do this. What is your mental mm-hmm. approach to the game? Mm-hmm. You know, we used to you used to warm up, and then you'll go back to the locker room, then come back out, yeah. and all that. Mm-hmm. I remember I used to warm up 
and go and sit down and just kind of like meditate and stretch and really play mm-hmm. the game in my mind before yeah. it even happened. Yeah. I played against this school. I know how they play me. They're going to probably throw this extra double team at me. I know such and such is going to be open. He's going to pop mm-hmm. up. I'm thinking the game. Right. You know what I mean? And that's just the approach a lot of trainers aren't teaching mm-hmm. these kids because I hate to say it, they don't know it. Right. Because mm-hmm. they didn't. That's what goes back to how can you – how can you have the trainers show me how to go against a double team mm-hmm. when you wasn't good enough to get double team? <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? So it's like, like I said, in college, I, I led the conference scoring two years in a row. I had to get my money, and it had to be a different way for right. every game. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I'm not no big man coach, so I only could show this big man how to do certain things. But right. then now, hey, big man coach, come in here and show him, yeah. and show him the approach. Yeah. He can yeah. come and tell him, hey, you can't get fresh air. You're going to get clobbered on the back. You can't. Mm-hmm. I don't know nothing about that. I ain't get clobbered <laughs> on the back. Mm-hmm. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I've got those other things. I got the mm-hmm. elbows and right. the hit, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? But, you know, I, I was just the mental approach is just real big. Well, that's kids don't have it. Well, that's why I wanted that. Love actually, that. you speaking Love of that, it. the point of emphasis, I know why he would appreciate that. That's something mm-hmm. he's actually big on. He's mm-hmm. very big on the mental component, even more so than the I physical. I give my kids books. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's more on the <laughs> mental side than the physical yeah. side. That's mm-hmm. actually one thing I think he specializes in mm-hmm. that I don't see most trainers do. You know, um, I think you can go on any damn trainer's Instagram, you'll see a million cone drills, mm-hmm. a million dribbling drills and but things like, like that. Like I tell folks, cones don't move. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? I always tell my kids, I say, man, cones ain't got no arms and legs yeah, and shit. Yeah, like, you know, you. I tell them a big point of emphasis. I say with my kids when when I train them is imagination. Imagination is uh, a huge component. Like you just said, you're visually seeing the game. You're using uh-huh. your imagination. You're tapping into that exactly. cortex of your mind yeah. and using forethought and hindsight. Right? I say when you guys approach training. You yep. you don't just do what I'm saying to do. Understand, I need yeah. you to see certain things. I don't. I, I like kids that attack the drill, though. Yeah, yes. that's really coming at the yeah. drill. Yeah, you know exhausted, I mean? sweating, yeah. Yeah. not going through the motions. Exactly. Yep. But my mental approach was so deep that I mm-hmm. was superstitious. With mm-hmm. things. Like, okay. oh, if I don't hit the last shot at shoot around, I'm not gonna have a good game. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to hit that last shot. <laughs> yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Oh, I got to have a mismatch shot. Or yeah. I remember right. one time I was like in the in the eighth grade, I used to have to have a dime in my shoe. Yeah. That was my routine. I had yeah, a dime yeah, in my yeah. shoe. Hey, you routine's a big thing, you know bro. What I'm saying? Or I had to listen to a certain song. Or it was just your whatever your routine was. Right. You had to do it, and you got to stick with it. And that's why you see a lot of kids missing free throws. Mm-hmm. They go off of their routine. Yeah. yeah. Whatever your routine is, man, you got to do it. To me, it just sounds like, and I love this word. I mean, Kobe, rest in peace. Like, for me, just listening to you, like, you were obsessive. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like if you don't have a kid like that, yeah. it's only going to take you so far because there's yeah. a lot of kids who just play basketball just to play basketball. And so, like, my favorite phrase that I always tell all my players is act like a pro, think like a pro, look like a pro. Even though y'all ain't pros yet, look, act the part. You know what I'm saying? Because as, as the work, as you continue to put in the work, yeah. and like you said, the mindset, when you, by the time you're 18, 19, if you're doing everything right, now you're separating I, yourself from yeah, I used to, you know, like I tell my kids when I played, I used to talk myself yeah. into stuff. Like during the uh, game. Like mm-hmm. I'm I know like at the tip, if you guard me, yeah. hey, I'm about to kill her. <laughs> Straight up. And then, and then they be like, they're like what no, you I'm, say? I'm gonna kill her. Yeah. Like I'm already in your mind. Yeah, right, like, right, you know right. And I'm talking to myself like yeah. number one, I know he ain't from where I'm from. Right. He come up where I came Right. Yeah. He ain't work as hard as I'm, yeah. I'm psyching myself up you so have much. To. That it became, I'm attacking you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're looking at it like, well, I came to play a game. Yeah. Man. Like, you're, I'm going to fight. <laughs> like, I'm attacking you. You know what I yeah. mean? It wasn't about That's being the right a dirty, way to be, brother. dirty player. Yeah. It was like, no. I'm just a killer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, 
You know, as soon as I step on the floor, like I tell my kids, just be mad. Be yeah. mad that somebody's there trying to stop you. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember another thing, like I asked my dad, like, when he used to coach me all the time, I'm like, yo, who we playing? I remember he said, you playing the basket, everybody else trying to stop you from getting it. Ooh, nice. You know what I mean? And so it's like certain that. little things that he was <laughs> he was creating a dog in himself. Yeah, ain't no yeah. different than how I do with my daughter, man. Just, I love that. I'm in her mind, you know what I mean? Because yep. it's, it's, at one point, your body going to be tired, you're mm-hmm. going to be physically drained, you're going to have nicks and neck injuries. But if your mind is strong and you can yes. tell yourself you're going to run through this, it, none of that other shit matter. You're right. Well I then, some, I got some sound bites. Well, Man, yeah, we got, got we definitely bites. got some good good stuff. Yeah. So, last question before we get out of here, um, you know, wait, and this is this is a question towards the parents because obviously they are the, love the parents. Yeah, they they are they are the engine that makes this AAU and trainer world and everything go right. You guys are definitely the ones that truly are for it, and and I want to say that's the majority of parents. I I do think the. They're the the crazy minorities are the minorities. The the crazy dad that has no clue what he's talking about, or or the mom that it's easy to coach from the sideline. Yeah, it's exactly. I I still feel overall they're the minority. I feel most parents come into this AAU world and the training world wanting the best for their child because everybody wants the best for their child, no doubt about that. However, I do want to address this point. There is seems to be a trend, and again, I I spoke about it on a coach's rise time episode. Um, I'm trying to say this correctly, <laughs> and it could it be up, right. All messing it up. Right, and it could be a social. It could be the social economical circumstance. There's always variables. However, I just feel because I think we talked about it with Lance too, mm-hmm. and I wanted to say the same question to you because your perspective. Um, I feel sometimes parents approach the game of basketball, and they approach us cheaper than some of our other athletic sports like if you go to you have a daughter have volleyball have you ever uh, gone no, to women no, no they pay yeah <laughs> they pay a lot. synergy you, up here you know what it is is i don't even want to use that analogy do it the dope game it's when and everybody's undercutting everybody for prices I don't care what this trainer's doing. He's $20 an hour. I'm going to just go over there. He could be making my daughter do whatever. Right. That's how people are thinking. Mm-hmm. And they're not thinking, okay, if they're a little, if their costs a little bit more, they're probably a little bit better. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But my whole thing is invest in your kids in the yes. early stages. So in the long run, you don't have to. Mm-hmm. I have no student loans. Yeah. Never had it. Never had to take nothing out because I got a scholarship yeah you know what i mean my parents invested in me their time their energy yeah. you know what i'm saying and that's what i say man so if you really think about it if it's a real legit trainer mm-hmm. you can invest that little money that's more than uh i mean that's less than 30 grand a year for college yeah you know what yeah. I mean? right so the way the trend true. is now and, it's going higher yeah and and it's a cultural demographic thing yeah i mean don't give and again we understand there are yeah. certain kids in tough circumstances we try to help all we can, right? But I just feel overall, and this is just my lived experience being in Rockland, being at YBA, things you like that. You should have no problem, right? <laughs> yeah. So, you, you, you would think so. You would yeah. think, how, you've been around enough rich people. How do the rich stay rich? Uh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But but the thing about rich people, not to understand, they're successful people. Yeah. Successful people love results. Yes. So yeah. If you're giving them results and little Tommy and Timmy are, they couldn't, 
that, chew gum and walk at the that's same why time. we have now a they make the team but that's why you yeah. have this facility yeah. <laughs> that's why because yeah. we've yeah. had because kenji shout out to him founder of yba he has built a, an incredible yeah. machine here that i've been lucky enough I, to be I, a part I, of yeah i watched how he coached uh those girls and my mm-hmm. daughter being 11 years old and i was like i wanted to play for him nice and it's crazy so, to to the the irony in watching my daughter put on a white <laughs> or anything that's right right soldiers, no, soldiers you know, right whatever it is you know and it's just you know she asked me like you want a t-shirt i'm like nah <laughs> I'm here to, you know that's ken yeah, man yeah, just, that's ken that's man, you know? no, but that's that's the thing is like parents this is more or less just what we're saying to you from our perspective invest yeah. in your kid it's worth the money if you're in the right situation right program now do you have to do a level of thinking and discernment to know what's legit and what's not best way I can give it to you is like this. You got Burger King right here on one end. You got McDonald's on the other end. And then you got a restaurant you've never fucking been to maybe go with Burger King or McDonald's. Cause at least you know what you're getting mm-hmm. instead of. Yeah. I, I say this man with, with all this Google and all this, you can just search who you yeah. taking your kids to, True. you know, um, my whole thing with parents, though, is I don't care. A kid could be locked in, and this could be the best kid you ever trained. If the parent makes a fucked up decision, mm-hmm. that kid is fucked up. Yep. Yeah. So the parents, yep. my whole job in my organization is give the parents the right information. Like, we get a lot of stigma, like, we would choose a college for a kid. I don't choose a college for nah. a kid. I give the parents the information, mm-hmm. then they make the decision. You mm. know what I mean? But it's just they got to have the information, the right information. You yeah. Know? Well, with all that being said, uh, Lo, thank you for coming in, man. This was a great show. You gave a lot of great insight that I'm, I'm glad. Yeah, gems dropped today. I'm, I'm glad me and you got a chance to sit down and rap and just talk like this. Like I said, I've known you go a while. We've just been ships passing, you know what I mean? But always mad respect for you, brother, and what you're doing. Uh, let me get quick shout outs uh, shout out to the Patreon uh, got a couple new members today um, thank you guys for signing up thank you for you know supporting the show it really helps a lot helps pay my cameraman helps <laughs> production costs everything um, I want to keep trying to pump in good guests for you guys uh, still hoping to get Bobby Jackson in when he can finally actually I was, be here I was just with him yesterday. see that's what I'm saying He's uh, he, he, and he knows he, we talked about him doing this show he's Lance just, was with him yeah right Lance was with him that, uh, he's just yeah, Yeah, Lance did the show. Yeah, Yeah, man. It's just all over the place. But um no, thanks again, man. I really thank you for taking the time to do this and uh, you know, maneuver your schedule and whatnot, man. Uh links for uh low will be in the description. I have his social media links. I suggest you follow him. Uh watch his show. I guess now you're on uh (laughs) so congratulations with that as well. Um, Mark, you got anything? No, man. It was great meeting you, man. A lot of knowledge. Thank you. Okay. Oh, last shout out to uh, West Coast Legends. If you're looking for jerseys, sublimation, uh, any type of uniforms or anything, give them a look. Give them a holler. Let them know about that life sent you. Everybody be safe out there. Again, uh, appreciate you. Hit the subscribe or like. If not, go go ahead. December 18th in Sacramento, we're doing a tournament for 8U to 14U, and we're going to have... The made hoop circuit staff in the building, the scout team. So December 18th, um, look at the. Um, it's gonna be in the Sacramento area, yeah. It's gonna be okay. Area. So very cool. Hoops uh, will be in the building. So if you guys, you know, that's a big circuit for these young kids. If they want to go in there and get seen, and hey, go play in that tournament. Absolutely. 
other than that, everybody be safe. Like I said, have links for low and all, and and follow this man's journey. He's a good dude. He's working hard for these kids, um, and uh, you know, just everybody be safe out there. Have, enjoy your life, man. Have a good day, and we are out.